0: Welcome to the Amateur Mill Society, a podcast about the highs and lows of mothering in the modern age. We're your hosts, Sinead and Rosie, and we are just, just trying. trying. Join us on a journey from positive pregnancy tests through to school and beyond as we try to untangle over all those complicated thoughts and feelings that come when you decide to push a baby out of your vagina. Other birthing methods are available. We are average, non famous mums who live average, non famous lives, although if we get famous, we're not complaining and we'll be scaling our live show production from small independent venue Mm. to arena. Oh, the big MILF arena tour. The big MILF arena tour. Shall we pretend for a second that we're Ramesh Ranganathan? (laughs) And we've got a 30 30 night tour of the UK, finishing at the O2 in London. (laughs) Good evening Wembley! we're just trying do you think we would survive 30 nights together on tour oh i'm not worried about our survival it's more for me it's like having we'd have to have a crew we would we'd have to have nannies on staff yeah I didn't even think about the kids. <laughs> I shouldn't even think about our children. Um, we have spoke before about doing a tour and going in my camper van. Yeah. Doing a little, little like, I was thinking like fringe tour, you know. Yeah, that little, would be cool. A little independent fringe tour. But can you imagine, sorry, but just think for a second about the setup of our podcast uh-huh. and the way that we do anything. <laughs> imagine we do an arena tour. We'd have to have a producer... Yeah. we'd have to go into a writer's room uh-huh. we'd have like tech crew Yeah, I mean that sounds amazing because they'd plug all our microphones in for us yes. and we would spend <laughs> at least two hours trying to work out how to press record Yeah, um, there'd be lighting there'd be like ticket scouts outside we, there'd be merch that hasn't hopefully hasn't been made by me, someone else can make it for me. Mm, would you really relinquish that c- control Rosie? I would design it <laughs> Someone else would make I it. I would not execute the manufacturing of it. <laughs> um, yeah, I like the sound of that. I think it would be so cool. A bit show business. The thing is, right, Sinead? Maybe we do the one show that we have booked on the 3rd of December at The Big Difference in Leicester. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you meant the one show. <laughs> i was like i ain't going on the one show i'm too alternative for that. <laughs> i am too alternative for the one show you can go and do that you do that gig i'll do sunday brunch i want to do sunday brunch actually yeah you do like talk about food you'd mm-hmm. be good on sunday brunch i'd be terrible on the saturday one show. kitchen Saturday kitchen every I would day of the week. Smash Saturday kitchen out of the park. Every day of the week. And do you know what, as well? I would, I would, um, what I'd do, I'd be really cheeky. And, um, you know how they have their like food heaven and food hell? I'd lie. I'd lie. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, oh, oh, this is disgusting. Oh, oh sticky toffee, oh. <laughs> sticky toffee pudding, oh. <laughs> a bowl of sweets. Oh, I really, I, oh, it's quite known about me that I really hate sweets. Oh. Okay, so let me ask you this. We will continue talking about the arena, but I I categorically refuse. I don't care how famous I get. Yeah. And I say get because we will. Mm-hmm. I categorically refuse to go on The One Show
1: because yeah. I hate it.
0: I categorically refuse to go on Loose Women. Oh, yes. Yes, I also refuse to go on Because Loose Women. I could see myself getting in a fist fight with Janet Street Porter. Oh, yeah. Not, yeah, I don't want to go on Loose Women. No, no, no. But you know what I think would be really, really, really cool? Mm -hmm. You know, when we are extremely famous? Yes. We create a rival show to Loose Women. Uh, What, like Women's Hour? (laughs) No, but like, so maybe we... I don't even fucking know what channel Loose Women is on. Is it ITV? Yeah, of course it is. BBC are doing that. (laughs) We do... um, like loose women but instead of it being all f- really fucking annoying people it's yeah. really cool people and we talk about like alternative art loose women. and culture yeah and stuff and we're not like should we let immigrants into the country the problem is let's knows. hear denise welch speak about it yeah she's she knows loads about it she's really this is the this is what i can't get my head around is like these women are just celebrities yeah they're not Educated in the things that they're complaining about. It's no. just a, it's standard uh, middle-aged white women. Rosie. What? Do you think we are educated in the things that we complain about? What, our children? I'd say so. We birth them. Mm, yeah, yeah, true. But we're allowed it, to complain about our children and we're allowed to start a panel show about art and culture because I am art and culture and you are, by proxy, art and culture. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yes, we can. Yes. Yes. Let's allow it. Um, yeah, I think... Yeah, I wouldn't go on Loose Women, wouldn't go on The One Show. Definitely go on any of the food ones. Would you go on Question Time? Yeah. I'd go on Question Time. I'd go on Question Time. I'd love to go on Question I Time. would love to go on Celebrity Mastermind. What would your thing be? Your special round? I can't even remember the name for it, so I would not go on your it. Your specialist subject? Specialist subject. Oh, um, the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, yeah that's a good one there is not a lot that I don't know about those films that's a good one my okay well in that case I'm going to steal your idea mine would be the Adams Family Values film Mm. because I know that word we put that on um, the day before Halloween and I was reciting it word for word I can literally recite it I know every single line and it's the best film ever fight me if you disagree (laughs) Uh, yeah Master I don't think I could do like a quiz show I think I I think I would be bad under that sort of pressure want oh, to know stuff, you're thrive good at that. under that. Pressure. Um, I would like to be on Question Time with someone I hate, like Lawrence Fox, <laughs> because it's the only scenario where you can literally let rip and it be totally acceptable yeah. to just lay into someone politically. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be quite refreshing. Yeah, I'd like to do that. If it was just all, if it was me, the woman who presents it, what's her name? Fiona Bruce, is it? Whoever that is. And then a panel of like white, middle-aged Tories, mm-hmm. and then all of the audience are on my side. Yeah. So every time I say something, they're like, "Yeah." And also, a Carla is there to back you up. Akala's everything. with me, yeah. and then so I'll say something, and then he says it in, in a better way than I. He says it he's smarter, smarter, and everyone claps both of us. Yeah. That's what I want. Collaboration, and also, when we hit the big time, I oh, yeah. know that there are, there are the big celeb reality shows. What we're we talking? We're talking our strictly. Ah, we're God. talking our I'm a celebrity get me out. We've of been here. we've been through this, I'm taking strictly. Yeah. I'm taking strictly. I would fucking I, I promise you, Sinead, and I'm promising you, you this now. Hole. I promise you if we get famous enough to be asked to go on strictly, I will get four tens for an Argentine tango. So help me God. You know what I think I'd actually smash the jungle? I can't think of anything worse. I can't think of anything worse. What? Just doing a few little tasks and then just lying down in the jungle all day? I would prefer, honestly, I would prefer to go through a gruelling physical routine over a series of weeks to learn how to dance properly so as not to make a fool of myself on primetime TV I would even take, I don't know how Dave feels about this, but a rumour of some kind of infidelity whether it's true or not. The Strictly curse! I would take that over going on, on the I think it, when you go on Strictly, mm-hmm. your partner should be Giovanni Pl- Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. Uh, it, be, um, it would be Kev but he doesn't do it anymore, does he? I don't think so, no. Because he's married to Stacy, and they've got a kid, right? Mm. Um, but and yeah. she's frightened of the Strictly curse. She's well, she is the Strictly curse, right? Yeah. Oh, she's frightened of it going back on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that has would that be ever happened? A tr- like a like, that's like a Strictly curse inception. That is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, has a Strictly curse inception ever happened, where a couple <sighs> has broken up? The the celebrity has broken up the dancer, and they're or like. Oh they they've God. broken up and they've become a strictly cursed couple and then the next person breaks up their relationship, oh. so they get they get strictly cursed for strictly cursing. We need to do some research on that. We cause need to that's, do some research. That's a very important question, and I think that's maybe my new Roman Empire. <laughs> But I think I would do quite well in the jungle. I think I've got the sort of personality that would tr- translate well in the Australian outback. I'll learn uh, ballroom and Latin dancing professionally, and you can eat some uh, bollocks. balls. <laughs> that seems like a fair deal. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do a, an arena tour for our live show, which begins at the um, very famous arena of The Big Difference in Leicester. <laughs> on the 3rd of December and we really needed to buy tickets so that we don't shit ourselves because we're really scared about not having loads of people there yeah we're we're nervous we're nervous our entire audience will just be one homeless man and a dog I think what I think really what we're nervous about is that people are like oh I don't need to buy a ticket for that because there's loads of people going like I I don't know if loads of people like please buy tickets please 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 buy tickets if you think you like the sound of it you like listening to our podcast this is going to be our podcast our podcast on crack but not yeah. literally um, and it's going to be really fun we will be performing our little socks off for yeah we're, we're properly rehearsing it unlike these bags of shit that we record <laughs> yeah please we've actually put some effort yeah. into the show we've actually had a few conversations about it believe it or we've not we've not just shown up on the day yeah. switched on a microphone and opened our mouths. <laughs> before you say switch on microphone try to make microphone work before plugging it in <laughs> so, so yeah two girls with a laptop and a dream it's still still true yeah still true please come because like just buy it please buy tickets and bring friends because it's not just for mums it can be for anyone please please please, yeah, please, please. come uh, what's your week in one sentence my week in one sentence is do you remember at the beginning of this where i couldn't say week in one sentence there was, like, a number of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't say we week <laughs> in it. And now it's just, like, muscle memory. Yeah, it just flows off the tongue. That's because yeah. I am a professional. What? What's, <laughs> what's your week in one sentence? My week in one sentence is that I need to buy more hats. Oh, tell me about it. Do you know why, though? I think I've got this. It's because you're... Look, you, Edit our week our uh, score on outfits and you're sick of seeing that pink monkey beanie. Fucking pink monkey no 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 that's not what I'm gonna say at all. There has been, quite recently, a shift in the acceptable styling of a beanie. Mm. And we've all got loads of beanie hats, but beanie hats aren't enough now, they have to be like the fisherman style where they're a bit shorter. But my head is too fucking big for that. No, what come on. Get a get a bloke's one. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that's not a, that's not a good way around this, is it? Sorry. <laughs> Just spat on my chin because I feel so guilty for saying that. No with your big fat man head. That's not an excuse by a man's hat, you freak. <laughs> you are deformed. <laughs> and I am ugly. do um, <laughs> uh, you know what that was, Rosie? Yes. That was the Baked goods from Bitsies. And we just Kick it in. in. It's that Bitsy crack. <laughs> it's arrived. I've just felt they come up. I'm alive. Wow. Yeah, it really is. It really works. We should have had one at the beginning of the other one we recorded, we right? We really should. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> you know, that just reminded me of the time when we were on holiday the other week. Yes. And we were walking through the changing room of the spa. Yeah. It was a very tall, very bronzed muscular blonde oh, yeah. man yeah 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 and i yeah. just went wow wow we were yeah <laughs> and he looked at me like i said it about him i didn't i was just being a little bit silly we were just being silly weren't we because we're just silly little girls we're just silly little girls who had to wear like a hat to go in the swimming pool <laughs> <laughs> be silly. um okay yes be, so anyway the the history of the beanie the Beanie style has changed. The beanie style has been the same since I would say indie days. Mm -hmm. And in the last couple of years, it's gone from standard beanie to the fisherman hat beanie, which is shorter. Yeah. It's got a thicker rim and -hmm. it sits on your head slightly differently. And men wear these more. Men wear them more, but now it's kind of like it's becoming universal. I think when you've got a lot of hair though, it just doesn't work as well that's true i think that's why i suit a fisherman beanie but i only have one fisherman beanie which is actually a grandma hat it was my grandma's so i need i definitely need to buy some more beanies too so i'm with you Mm. i feel your pain maybe when we finish this podcast we'll go and buy some men's beanies because i look at myself in our school run outfits videos Mm. and every day i'm like i'm fucking sick of seeing that hat on my head Stop, stop wearing it then no one's making you <laughs> no it's cold yeah true oh what about I've got one of those like woolen head Mmm. that's not you're not going to have a problem with that it goes over your ears really pretty maybe you need to get one of them yeah. I don't know what they're called I also really want a beret yeah, I think we need to get Julia to make you one. Yeah. So, when, so, we'll, one mention she. that can Julia. account for the fucking enormous circumference of my head. She hand makes them, mate. She'll make it to fit your head, pal. So, Julia, shout out to Julia. Um, she is a lovely lady who works at the Maker's Yard in Leicester. She mm-hmm. is a mil- milliner. Milliner, milliner, hat maker. So she makes she, in layman's terms. In layman's terms, makes hats, makes hats. Uh, but she properly makes hats for like women at Ascot. So the people who, the ladies who present Ascot on the telly, wear her hats. She's proper. Amazing. She's incredible. She's a ballet dancer as well. She's literally the most fat, amazing woman. Um And yeah, she makes hats, but she makes these amazing berets with little like fluffy, fluffy pom poms on the top, and oh you can God. choose whatever colour you want. I nearly bought one for Ramona and then I was like, mm, you don't deserve a handmade hat. I'll buy one for myself. So I bought a red one. <laughs> They're gorgeous. You so know what? I, I'm envisioning yeah. black beanie, uh-huh. bright pink pom-pom. Are we talking... No, do you mean beret? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Black Not beret. Beanie. Black beret with pink pom-pom. pom Yeah. Yeah, that sounds nice. That's a bit of you. That's a bit of you. Or black beret with black pom-pom. Whoa. I think, no, I think you should go something bright. Pink. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. uh, My week in one sentence (laughs) um, is, I hate Pokemon cards. Cool. (laughs) Let's move on. No. um, The the ones that were coming in McDonald's fucking Happy Meal boxes. Yeah. Basically those. So I don't know. I don't think your standard Pokemon pack of cards is an odd number. Mm-hmm. But certainly the smaller packs, like your McDonald's and you like, trick-or-treat ones that Ramona got from school, Three, it's like three cards. It's an odd number. Yeah. So what happens? Her and Lola fight over them. <laughs> yesterday morning, um, I had to... I'm sorry, but Lola can't even fucking read. What business does she have with a Pokemon don't, card? Don't. Stop it. St- don't even get me started, right? I left my house yesterday morning to walk the dog with my children, like, literally... Fist fighting. Ramona had a Pokemon card in her hand, and Lola was trying to snatch it off her. And they were pushing each other away from each other, screaming at the tops of their voices. It's mine! No, it's mine! It's mine! And Dave going, "Girls, girls, calm down, stop it! Stop it! Like there's more cards." And this was going. This went on for too long, and I was like, "Fuck you, Pokemon." I'm out of here, and I had and I slammed the door behind me just to make it known that I was upset at the situation. <laughs> uh, and I call that piece of information Pokemon Gate. Pokemon Gate. I just, I'm, it's not the Pokemon cards that's the problem. It's the current fighting situations that my children are in at the minute. It's Slapping like a lot. scrapping over one thing, and mm-hmm. th- I think the thing is, it's like Lola wants what Ramona's got. Yeah or the other way round, and it's really hard to explain to Ramona that it's like, it's really not worth your trouble. If it's something that I know you really care about, then fair enough, and we will kind of facilitate that. Like a picture you've drawn, like, sure, let's take the picture away, because Lola shouldn't be allowed to mess that up. Yeah, But it's over something so, like, Boring, or something you've not seen for fucking years. Like Laura will find a toy that Ramona's barely played with, mm. and suddenly Ramona's like, "That's mine! I want to play with it." I'm like, "You forgot it existed, you little prick!" Like it just blows yeah. my mind, and and it just feels like they're fighting for the sake of fighting. It's doing my head in. Yeah, I mean, this is a pr- problem that Darcy's an only child, char- uh, an only child. So everything belongs to her. Uh, yeah, but that's the problem because yeah. she thinks that. Everything, Everything belongs to her in the fucking world. Yeah, we should belongs get, to her. We should get Darcy round to mine and see what happens. Bit like putting two moles in a bucket, right? <laughs> and leaving it till morning. That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a lot. Because sometimes I worry that she is getting a bit too only child syndromey. Yeah, but that's again, that's one of those things that like you literally can't change that. Yeah, I can't change the fact that my kids are going to scrap because they're sisters. Yeah, And you can't change the fact that your kid's going to have only child syndrome, because she is. An only child, There's, yeah. there's fuck all we can do about but it now. then as well, I think, siblings just have an innate drive to fight with each other. Like, yeah. me and my brother used to, like, by the time we got to like seven and five, mm. we abandoned any pretense over fighting over a thing. Just to fight. And just fought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why not? Gets the energy out of you, doesn't it? Mm-hmm oh it's just it's quite draining though the thing is darcy will then (sighs) try try to have fights with me and i'm just like yeah at that point you're going why did i not give you a sister (laughs) yeah go and fight with that one instead (laughs) go and fight with somebody else oh no no so darcy's darcy's sibling to fight with is not actually her sibling it's my sibling her 26 year old uncle i think that's fair yeah, I think that's fair. I think he deserves that. So she'll, he will put one toe over the boundary to her bedroom. Mummy, Uncle Liam's in my bedroom. Tell him to get out. Tell him, like, Liam, you're fucking twenty six. Don't have fights with five year olds. You what? psycho. What are you doing? I can't wait for our children to be teenagers. Can you? I'm going yeah. to literally. Li- Actually, if we think about, like, I know we were sort of talking about the arena tour, right? If we talk about, like, the kind of longevity of a comedian that's got really successful... Yeah. That happens over a number of years. If we time this right, Sinead, we I reckon... We can move out and be on tour by the time they're 15. I think we could do the arena tour when they're being absolute bricks, can't we? Yeah. When they hit that adolescence, 14, 15. But also, we'll be on tour, so they'll think we're really fucking cool. We'll... exactly. And we don't have to deal with any of the shit. Mm-hmm. This is a... And we'll be friends with, like, lots of really cool... Yeah, so if they're People. kicking off, we'll just be like, come and meet my friend James Acaster. Come and meet my friend... <sighs> uh, <laughs> scraping the barrel now. <laughs> Who do I choose? What celebrity? <laughs> come and meet my friend Romesh Rankinathan. Yeah, we'll be friends with Romesh. We'll be friends with James. We'll be friends with Ed Gamble. We'll be friends with loads of bands as well, because 'cause we're yeah. very cool. We'll have a collaborative podcast with Blossoms at this point, I imagine. Uh, yes, absolutely. We'll have done um like we'll have done like featuring in some comedy shows as well. Yeah. yeah. I think like maybe... we'll, be, we'll have been on some panel shows. We've we'll been on some panel shows. We'll have done like Mock the Week. Yeah. We'll have done like Nevermind the Buzzcocks, that sort of thing. Absolutely. Oh, we'll be friends with Noel Fielding. Of course yes. we will. Yes. I want to be friends with Noel Fielding and Sandy Toxfig, but separately. <laughs> Because yes. I know they've worked together, but I want to go to Sandy's house and talk, you know, talk about interesting things with her. And then I want to hang upside down in a belfry with Noel, taking and those. A okay. <laughs> Some of the stories he's got to tell of like drug fueled parties he's been to. I'm just like, you are. I don't know how he's still alive. He's yeah. like Ozzy Osbourne. It's mad. Yeah, but we'll be friends with him anyway. Yes. Um. So today, we will be friends with um, Richard Iowardi as well. Oh, definitely definitely what a dream i'd love to be fra- oh we'll do travel man with him i know he's not doing it anymore yeah but he'll do a special travel man with us won't mm-hmm. he yeah <gasps> where would he take us? you know what i think we will be great on never mind the buscocks oh we would we would be fantastic We'd where be would we face. go on travel man yeah That's where would really where would richard iody take us on travel man i think somewhere where neither of us have ever been before yeah have you ever been to iceland no but i don't want to go somewhere cold Okay, can we go somewhere warm to please? Croatia? <gasps> no! We'll go to Croatia. Let's do that then. Okay, Richard, if you're listening. Or Peru. Yes! I want to go to Peru. Let's go to Peru. Okay, we'll go to Peru. Travel man with the MILF girls, Peru. Peru edition. In how long? Nine years? Yeah. Yeah, fine. Um, what are we talking about today? <clears throat> we are talking about, uh, well, we're doing book reviews part two. Yeah, so basically, we did our book reviews, which was supposed to be like a. Th- we went from child children's TV to t- children's books, and then we really enjoyed ourselves, didn't we? We mm-hmm. really enjoyed sort of um, <laughs> just. Uh, offending the authors of uh, classic children's books dissecting these books um so we thought we'd do another one because we we had such a good time didn't we Mm -hmm. we had a right old laugh so we've chosen some more classics and we very much enjoyed reading them as well we did enjoy reading them can i read funny bones you of course you can read funny bones please do so that's the first one funny bones if you've not heard of funny bones or seen funny bones or read funny bones then um are you a human Mm. Funny Bones is like... Funny Bones is a classic. Everyone knows Funny Bones. Let's see when it first was. First this one's old. Original Funny Bones is old. I think it's got to be 90s? I'm going to say 80s, mate. 80s, 90s. I reckon 80s. Where? It doesn't have the paint. Oh, here it is. Uh, first published, 1980. Mmm. Older than you, mate. Wow. Jesus. You <laughs> <laughs> dropped my coffee. Okay, Funny Bones. Funny Bones day. by Janet, Janet and Alan Alberg. Can I tell you an interesting fact about Janet and Alan Alberg? Uh-huh. Because they've written fucking loads of books. Yes. They've got a book called Starting School, which uh-huh. I had when I was a kid, and I've still got it now in my kids' bookcase. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was reading it to them recently, and it's a really good book for kids who are about to do school, and it just goes through it all. It's really, really nice. Um, but they based the school that they wrote in this book on... Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's in Leicester. And it's in... Uh, I should have remembered the town before I said it. But the school is—it still exists today. It's uh-huh. got a different name to what it is in the book. But they went and did their research at a primary school in Leicester. And Ooh. that's what it's about. That's cool, isn't it? That is cool. Hmm. I'd like to know what school it was. It's near Syston, but not Syston. Okay. I'll find out for you and let you know. Speaking of schools in the greater Leicester area, yeah, my dad went to school in well. My dad purports to have gone to school <laughs> in Leicester. His name was on the books. So <laughs> he work. went to Countersthorpe Oh yeah. College. Yeah. Which was an experimental college. Yeah I know people who did that Back too. in the day. Yeah. And there was like a smoker's cafeteria. Yeah. And like they didn't have to call any of their teachers or their, the like, their midst or whatever. Yeah. And he was like it would have been weird if I actually went <laughs> yeah if I actually knew anything about the experiment yeah my dad's got a good friend who did that from Cancer college crazy I think he actually went <laughs> anyway funny bones funny bones um, <clears throat> first thing I want to say I love the I love the skeleton dog I love how you tried to show that at the microphone then like they were going to see it <laughs> we're being we, filmed should, no we're not <laughs> it's not working okay nothing's working I love the skeleton dog Skeleton dog's great. And uh, this yoga sequence. So this guy's squatting. For the benefit of the tape. (laughs) (laughs) On the first page of Funny Bones, there are skeletons doing a variety of yoga poses. Or sex poses. Or sex positions. Sex positions. Um, and on the other side we've got a what appears to be a lovely scene of a nursery with a baby asleep in a cot and the two skeletons peeping into the window. Like weird little nonces. Hmm. That's questionable, isn't it? Oh, and, w- and on bones. that note, I will start reading the book. Okay. This is how the story begins. Everyone knows this bit. On a dark, dark hill there was a dark, dark town. In the dark dark town there was a dark dark street in the dark dark street there was a dark dark house in the dark dark house there was a dark dark staircase why are you reading it to me like i'm a kid because dramatic effect okay down the dark dark staircase there was a dark dark cellar and in the dark dark cellar dot 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 some skeletons, some skeletons lived. lived okay i've got a question mm-hmm. um what's the deal with the rest of the house <laughs> yeah uh, who lives there? Who lives in the house? They only get the cellar, right? So mm-hmm. presumably something else is going on in the house. And it appears to be a three three story. It's a three affair. story townhouse, but it's standalone. Yeah, somehow detached. Somehow detached from this terrace street. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That suggests that it's someone that's in charge of an area, like a foreman or something. Yeah. So who lives in that house? Mm-hmm. And why are the skeletons in the cellar? Do the people, do the owners of this house? know that there are skeletons in the cellar? That is a good question. Mm. We don't know. Uh, So there was a big skeleton, a little skeleton, and a dog skeleton. So it appears that this is a a single dad skeleton. Oh, really? I just thought they were mates. Well, 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 why would one be so big and one be so small? I don't know. I always just thought there were mate skeletons with a dog. No, I'm just assuming this is a single dad skeleton with... Wow! Child skeleton well, them. this completely changes the dynamic of the book for me. If you're, a, uh, they Skeledog. share a bed. They share a bed. I share a bed with Darcy sometimes. If they were mates, why would they be sharing a bed? All oh, right, they're together then. <laughs> they're a couple. They're a couple. Surely, they're a couple. They're a modern day skeleton couple. Yeah, if one of them's a nonce, well, one of them's wearing a red top <laughs> hat. So, I mean, surely. <laughs> Okay. So anyway, they wake up in bed. One night, the big skeleton sits up in bed and he says, what should we do tonight? And the little skeleton, jury is out on the function of the little skeleton, I suppose we will find out in uh, in due course. Yes. Uh, Let's take the dog for a walk, said the little skeleton, and frighten somebody. Good idea. The big skeleton said. So that's, yeah. Oh, hang on, hang on, look. So they're walking up their stairs to the cellar. Again, no word from the homeowners. Nope. They're obviously... If they are lodging, they've got free reign of the house. Yeah, yeah, the landlord doesn't appear to live there. There are two pictures on the wall. A lady skeleton with a lady hat, and then a weird, a very wide boy skeleton with massive shorts on. <laughs> it looks like a clown skeleton, if that's a thing. <laughs> um. So who are th- Um. I'm interested to find out what their dynamic is. We're never going to know, are we? No, they don't. uh, One thing about Janet and Alan Olberg, not providing context. No, No. not providing context. Are they real authors? You know (laughs) what I mean. So they walk their skeleton dog past some houses uh, and past the zoo and the police station. And they look like. Can we just look at their faces as they walk through the town? They look really confused. they're like what's going on while you're walking through your town why is there a zoo in what appears to be a small market town and why do they pinpoint the police station (laughs) they walk past the zoo and the police station interesting so uh, they get to the park it's a nice little park isn't it it's a a lovely park lovely flowers it appears to be quite some way from the town though (laughs) Uh, what should we do now let's play on the swings and throw a stick for the dog and And frighten somebody of course lest we forget we've got to frighten someone Uh, big skeletons like yeah yeah sick idea yeah sick uh that also appears to be nobody no fucker else in this town no it's night time isn't it yeah so everyone's in bed who do they think they're going to frighten i'm going to guess that this is a weeknight because there's no fucking drunks (laughs) sprawled across the park benches so this could- is a, can I say as well look this must be a really lovely town because there's no litter anywhere no dog shit no nope. no weird stuff going on it's like stepford wivesville mm-hmm. but with skeletons so the big skeleton the little skeleton and the dog skeleton <laughs> and they keep the thing that annoys me about this book Sinead every time i read this to my kids i sometimes skip out these bits because the amount of times they say the big skeleton the little skeleton and the dog skeleton we fucking know you introduce them on the first page <laughs> You don't need to keep saying their names. Do they have names? No, they're the big skeleton, the little skeleton, the dog skeleton. That's their name. That's their, they were christened that. I <laughs> would imagine so, yeah. That's their, on their birth certificate, mm-hmm. it's, it's M- Mr. B-skeleton. Mr. L-skeleton. and l um, Dog skeleton. <laughs> anyway. Dog, dog skeleton. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they walk around the dark, dark pond, past the dark, dark tennis courts, definitely stepford wiseville and up to the dark dark swing okay can i just say also at this point that this uh artistically this really annoys me Uh don't describe something that is never pictured i haven't seen a tennis court yet no 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 tennis court appears in this book i can tell you that for free (laughs) so they're on the abnormally large swings (laughs) (laughs) apparently that's a paving slab with some chains on it No, they play on the swings and they throw a stick for the skeleton dog, and suddenly something happened. Oh, thank fuck. The <laughs> dog skeleton chased a stick, tripped over a park bench. Hang on, can I say, don't throw your stick at a park bench if you don't want your dog to trip over a park bench? And bumped into a tree. Yeah. Uh, and ended up as a little pile of bones. Oh, it's sad, isn't it? It's sad. And Big Skeleton says, look at that, it's all come to pieces. What shall we do now? Well, I don't know. (laughs) What shall we do? What shall we do? How are we going to fix the dog skeleton? Uh, Let's put him together again, said the little skeleton. So the little skeleton, who I'm presuming is the child of the big skeleton, is the voice of reason in this situation. This is why, this is why, Sinead, this is why I always thought they were friends, because in all of the Funny Bones books and all of the Funny Bones TV episodes, the little skeleton is the smart one (laughs) and the big skeleton is just an absolute dumbass with a top hat, which makes me think that he's not a dad. Oh, hang on. (laughs) Do you remember going on a bear hunt yeah big skeleton's the dad isn't he big skeleton is the dad okay continue <laughs> okay continue uh so they put the big the the dog skeleton together again and they sing a song while they do it the toe bone's connected to the foot bone the, the foot, foot bone's, bone's connected bone. to the leg bone the leg bone's the connected bone. to the hip bone the hip the bone's bone. connected the to the backbone and then it finishes there they're not putting his head on they get um, mixed up oh, they, fu- they fuck it up uh, is that a toe bone? Where does this one go? It's said the like big skeleton. They've never seen a dog before. <laughs> and they eventually put the dog's head on back to front, um, so facing put- his tail. Uh, and the big skeleton, dumbass in a top hat, <laughs> says, "That dog looks a bit funny to me." <laughs> so he does, said the little skeleton. We've got his tail on the wrong end and his head. said the dog skeleton I like that, I think that's funny Funny? woof spelled backwards woof spelled backwards, yeah genius, (coughs) so after they've fixed the dog um, they off they fuck Uh, this reminds me, he said we forgot to frighten somebody (laughs) (laughs) putting our dog back together, Rob, has reminded me we haven't (laughs) frightened anybody Uh, let's do it on the way home then, said the little skeleton (laughs) good idea the big skeleton said I wish we had a nice little boy to frighten. Yeah, this it's getting wrong now, isn't it? I wish we had a nice old lady. Wow, mm. these, these are Romans, aren't they? Why wonder they live in a cellar. <laughs> Christ. So the big skeleton, the little skeleton, and the dog skeleton left the dark, dark swings, went out into the dark, dark town, and tried to frighten somebody. The trouble was, there wasn't anybody. Everybody was in bed. Yeah, I mean... Even the policemen in the police station were in bed. He's not in bed. He's on his chair. He's just asleep. Mm-hmm. I just, I think at this point, this is where I start to get annoyed with this story because I just think like, of course, like it is presented to us like this is something that they do. They mm. go out at night. They talk about nighttime as if it's daytime, like they're nocturnal, yeah. right? So they're used to going out at night. They're the skeletons that live in the dark, dark town, in the dark, dark street right mm. why is it such a surprise to them that everyone's asleep yeah why are they so shocked? because this is not the first time they've been out at night they only go out at night <laughs> that's kind of the premise why are they surprised why they're like where the fuck is everyone uh, they, oh, discover, why are they, asleep? they discover however that the skeleton animals are awake uh, i'm assuming they're in a museum no the zoo even the animals in the zoo yeah but of why course. the fuck are there skeleton animals in the zoo I mean yeah and also the animals in the zoo asleep look here's what yeah. I assume is a bear where have they found skeleton giraffe skeleton fish skeleton what the fuck is that <laughs> and skeleton pig skeleton pig why is skeleton pig with skeleton giraffe and skeleton snake and skeleton mouse do snakes have skeletons yes do they okay yeah. okay uh, oh, wow. A skeleton elephant. So they ride. The they ride elephant. the skeleton elephant. Have a word with the skeleton parrot, and keep out of the way of the skeleton crocodile. That seems reasonable. It's the most reasonable thing they've done so far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm fairly certain it was little skeleton's idea. Uh, little skeleton. I, I just. He's the only one keeping this whole family together, isn't he? Yeah. This is a bit of a dumb idea. Uh, they're back in the street and they could not find anybody to frighten. The oh yeah yeah big skeleton, dumbass in a top hat says, "What shall we do now?" The little skeleton scratched his skull. "Let's frighten each other," mm. he said. "That's better than nothing." Yeah, genius. Good idea. Genius. The big skeleton said. Yeah yeah yeah. Why not? There's no one around. That'd be fun. So <laughs> so Ooh. after that. The big skeleton frightened the little skeleton. The little skeleton frightened the big skeleton. The big skeleton and the little skeleton frightened the dog skeleton. And the dog skeleton frightened them. And now the word skeleton is... Getting annoying. Yeah. 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 Starting to feel like it's not a real word. So one of the things we've got here, one of the pictures, is one of the skeletons putting his hand out of a drain and grabbing the other one in the leg. How did he get into the sewage network? (laughs) <laughs> it's just true. Because that, like, they're they're presenting this like it happened really quickly. So he's just, I've just popped in the sewage network, and now I'm like the the clown in it. Yeah. Right. And also, the other thing that they do is they scare the dog skeleton by saying meow. Dogs aren't scared. Are cats. cats scared of dogs? Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, so they hide around corners, frighten each other, climb up lampposts, jump out dustbins. I mean, they're doing a good job, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're all being menaces. Yeah. This is obviously the way that they like to spend their time in their dark, dark town. Each to their own. Uh, and they do it all the way home and that's how the story ends on a dark, dark hill. There was dark, dark town, dark, dark town, dark, dark street, dark, yeah, yeah, dark yeah, street, dark, yeah, dark yeah. house, staircase, staircase, cellar, cellar, uh, and the skeletons live there. Uh, and they still do the end. They still live there now. Yeah. Um, I wonder if this is a metaphor, because you know we use like the whole metaphor of skeletons in the closet. Mm-hmm. So, do we think the skeletons are actually skeletons? Do you know what I mean? Like, are the skeletons, skeletons. a metaphor for something? Do you know, you know what I'm saying? Maybe. Or am I looking too much into it? It is a book for children. Yeah, I think you might be reading it and you, you might be reading too deeply there. So, you? I love their Funny Bones books, but. That one. This is the first one. Obviously, it's called Funny Bones. Mm-hmm. All the ones after that are like Funny Bones, and a thing. Yeah, it's like Harry Potter, right? Um, so I think they realised after this one that they put the word skeleton in too much because the ones that come after this have, have less skeleton. They're far easier to read, mate. Honestly, they're 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 quite fun actually. Mm-hmm. The Ghost Train one. If you want a good read, guys, Funny Bones and the Ghost Train. That's a that's a big hit for me. Big hit for the family, big hit for me. I like reading it, it's a joy. Do you think that Easy Life were inspired to write their song Skeletons after reading Funny Funny Bones? Bones. I'd say so, because you know when I was telling you about the primary school thing? Mm -hmm. There's something in my brain telling me that Janet and Alan Alberg were from Leicester. So yeah, that would check, wouldn't it? Because Easy Life are From from Leicester. And me and they're from Leicester. They're. I'm from, from Leicester. Leicester. Footy bones. <laughs> <laughs> and what? What? Um, out of five, what are you giving that book? Um, I'm giving it a three and a half. Yeah. Too much skeleton. Too much. Ske- <laughs> Way too much skeleton. Okay, let's move swiftly on. This book is by Jill Murphy. Mhm. Uh, it's a classic. It's five minutes piece. Love this book. So, um. The front cover is an elephant in a bath, drinking tea through its trunk. This book belongs to Rosie Johnson. Look how neat my handwriting is. So cute. So this book belonged to me when I was a child. It now belongs to my child. (laughs) My child. And we begin, oh, what a scene. We've got mummy elephant in her dressing gown with a tray of tea and a cake. Roller's in her hair. It's the 90s <laughs> or 80s. And she's walking, followed by her three elephant children. Who look quite annoying. Yeah, especially especially this one with its belly out. This one with its belly out is Lola. And this, <laughs> this checks throughout all of the, um, what do you call them, elephant books, Jill Murphy elephant books. Um, because th- th- this little one here is lo- just describes Lola every single time. I'm- <sighs> okay, so five oh, minutes piece. This. What, is this telling you what books there are? No. For oh no, it's just a, um, just a dedication. dedication page. This when did it was eighty really six. Eighty six. So funny bones. Older. Older than five minutes piece. Goodness me. Okay. I think it's more modern in vibe. Funny bones. Uh is it because it's like a little bit weird, isn't it? It's yeah. a bit abstract. But a lot of the, I think a lot of the Alan Elbow books are like the illustrations are quite odd. Mm. If you look through some of his, oh, wobbly, wobbly. Yeah, sure. So the children were having breakfast. This was not a pleasant sight. Never is. This um first page very much mimics the monster <laughs> book, doesn't it? When into yeah. a monster. This kitchen is a fucking shithole. Oh, yeah, there's a cereal box on the floor, there's an egg on the floor, uh, there's a recorder on the floor, there's a book <laughs> on, on the floor. floor, there's some honey <laughs> on the floor. floor. <laughs> the, the smallest elephant has a bowl of cereal on its head. On its head. Um, it's just a mess, isn't it? Yeah. It's an absolute mess. And over on the left-hand side, we've got Mummy Elephant stirring at tea, and she looks... Pissed knackered. off. Pissed off and knackered. Yeah rightly so babe Mrs Large took a tray from the cupboard okay so I'm going to sort of skim read some of this she basically put some tea toast and cake on the tray, got a newspaper and sneaked off, this is the key word here isn't it, sneaked off towards the door mm-hmm. what absolute madness could ensue next I wonder where are you going with that tray mum asked Laura to the bathroom said Mrs Large Why? Asked the two other two (laughs) children. (laughs) That word! Why? Because I want five minutes peace from you lot, said Mrs Large. That's why. I mean, no shit. I'm not surprised, pal. Can we come, asked Lester, as they trailed up the stairs behind her. No, fuck off. (laughs) If you don't go downstairs now, I'm going to lock you in a cupboard. No, she didn't see that. No, said Mrs Large, you can't. What shall? Oh, I hate this question. I hate this question, Sinead Do you get this from your child? What shall we do then? I don't know. I don't care. I don't know. Play with one of the a million toys that exist in this room.
1: I don't know. Oh, they're do boring. Do some drawing. Do some
0: drawing. Do anything but follow me. Have you ever heard the word? Like, have you ever had the words "only boring people get bored" coming come out of your mouth when your child is telling you that they are bored? Uh, i i've not i've not said it but i think it's so i'm just like i figure it out babe you know how to work the telly you know how to draw I just you've got loads of coloring books you've got a million and one toys like what do you want from me i, I can't I, it baffles me do you know the other night i I said to, like ramona's like will you play with us? and i was like okay yeah i'll play with you but i'm not like getting up and running about because i'm knackered right i had a really long day and I was like, I want to do something that way I can sit down. Do you want to play doctors and I'll be the patient? And she went, oh, yeah, let's play doctors, but I want to be the patient. And I was like, I don't think you've understood the brief. <laughs> I want to be sitting. I need to be sitting. I'm tired. I will play with you, but I can't jump up and down. So I'm not being the fucking doctor. Yeah. Right. So doctors then. Known for jumping. <laughs> so then we played doctors and uh, I was the doctor. And <laughs> so we compromised <laughs> and I was the doctor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um and then this went on like trying to find games where I could sit down and I went I, I'm, I'm so fucking what smart here for thinking I'm such a clever clever little soul I was like oh, do you want to play musical statues <laughs> <laughs> so for the next half an hour I just played Gorilla songs and idol songs on my Spotify whilst looking on Vinted for cowboy boots and pressed pause every so often and Ramona kept saying no one of us has to be out if we don't do I was like nah because there's only two of you <laughs> you're both doing really well and then every time i paused it i went oh oh i wasn't even looking up from my phone today that is a great idea like, holding my phone and then i'd pause the song and then they be- it was really funny because ramona would stop and then lola would try and copy ramona's position because she thought that was the game and then they both look at me and i'd just be on my phone going oh you're blinking i hope you're not blinking otherwise i don't know what's gonna happen and ramona was going oh but mummy I can't not blink and I'm going are you breathing okay then carry on playing the song oh gee that went on for honestly 30 30 to 45 minutes wonderful cracking anyway uh, Mrs Large did not have this idea Um, she said oh yeah what shall we do then asked Laura you can play said Mrs Large downstairs far far away from me (laughs) by yourselves this is great downstairs by yourselves and keep an eye on the baby fair enough mate oh and the, oh, this is cute I'm not a baby muttered the little one that's, that's cool. quite cute actually isn't it yeah. that's quite cute uh, no until it is your bit your small child yes, that you're know. like you ask them to do you're like oh yeah, yeah and they're like I'm not a baby yeah. stop acting like one then yeah I still have that conversation quite Ugh, regularly with five-year-old. Tell me about it. Okay, this looks like bliss. Look at this. Mrs mm-hmm. Large ran a deep hot bath. She emptied half a bo- half a bottle of bath foam into the water. Who do you think she is? No cost of living crisis in 1998. <laughs> of course it fucking wasn't. 1988. Plonked on her bath hat and got in. She doesn't need a bath hat. She's an elephant, but whatever. <laughs> um, she, put- she also doesn't need rollers. Why are you putting rollers in your yeah, You're an elephant. Why is she getting into a bath? Anyway, we've not got time. She poured herself a cup of tea and lay back with her eyes closed. It, it was heaven. It looks like heaven. It Do you does. know what I like about this as well? They've done this lovely bathroom scene. She's got the pot of tea. She's got the little cup, the, even the bath hat and the cake. But you can still see the overflowing dirty laundry basket. Yeah. Very realistic, isn't it? It's like no she's Instagram still bathroom. There's a bit of toothpaste coming out of the toothpaste. They, like they, She's still got shit tons of stuff to do, but she just needs five minutes peace yeah. per the title yes. of the book. Yes. Okay. And then here oh comes God. the fucking annoying child. Here we go. Here we fucking go. Can I play you my tune? Asked Lester. No. She's got, he's got a recorder. Mrs Large opened one eye. Must you? She asked. I've been practising, said Lester. You told me to. Can I please just for one minute... At this point, I want to ask you something. Uh-huh. Why has this woman, slash elephant, not got a lock on her bathroom door? Um, I don't know, because I would have locked the door. Although Darcy knows how to fucking unlock the door. That's genius. With, like, a 10p coin. That is genius. Oh, my God. You know, slots sitting in the <laughs> thing, like, right? unlock it from the outside. That's amazing. My kids aren't that clever. If I'm not answering her promptly enough and I'm in the bathroom, she will just let herself in. That's insane, Sinead. I... That's, I mean, it's insane, but also, like, horrifying. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, well, it backfired on her a few weeks ago when I was on my period, and she was like, Mummy, who have you killed? Are you going to die? (laughs) And I was like, no. She was like, why is there blood coming out of your Mimi? (laughs) Ha, 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 and I was like, it just happens. It doesn't happen to me. I was like, well, no, because you're five. Will it happen to me? I was like, yeah, one day. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. And I was like, fucking sir, is she right? Yeah. You deserve to be traumatised for walking walk in on in me <laughs> the ba- in the bathroom. <laughs> Fuck off, leave me alone. Honestly, because our toilet, our bathroom's downstairs and it doesn't have a lock on it. I don't know why I'm complaining about this elephant having <laughs> one. We don't. Um, but it's because the lock that was on it they genuinely could lock themselves in and it would be dangerous so we had to get rid of it um, but like I'm so used to them being near me when I'm in the bathroom I just change my tampons when they're there so I th- like Ramona's just used to it now she's like that's the thing mummy does when she's on a period I think the reason Darcy was so traumatised is because I was using a, like a period cup oh so you literally were just holding a cup of blood <laughs> Like you're in the middle of some sacrificial ritual. She's like, what are you doing? You will do this one day, (laughs) daughter of mine. (laughs) Not yet, because you're five. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I do understand why she was so traumatised, because I literally... She walks in on her mum holding a goblet of blood, and then her mum proceeds to tell her that she will do it one day. (laughs) Oh, poor girl! Darcy Sullivan and the goblet of blood. (laughs) The reason, the reason she's learnt to use the Tempe piece to unlock the bathroom door is in case she has to unlock the door that you've locked her into when those rituals start. (laughs) She's going to have to get out of there, whatever it is you're doing. Anyway, so this little shit wants to play recorder for his mum. Anyway, I would throw the cup of blood at him if he <laughs> appeared, <pretty> nice. <laughs> appeared in my bathroom to play the recorder at me while I was trying to have a bath. And especially when we go on to the next bit, look. Go on then, side Miss, Mrs. Large. So Lester played. He played Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star three and a half times. Get him in the bin. No, thank you oh god here we go in came laura can i read you a page for my reading book she asked okay are you gonna complain about books now yep yep me too. Uh, because <laughs> if you ask them to yeah. do some meeting they're like absolutely not fuck you mum leave me alone yeah and then if you are doing something uh, like slicing potatoes on a mandolin in a zoom meeting and they'll be like can I come and do some reading for you and I'm like I've just severed half of my thumb (laughs) so fucking no the other thing that really annoys me is that like when they come to you and say can I read to you and you're like in a position to not do that you also feel really guilty for like no I do not want you to educate yourself in (laughs) front of me go and play something mundane (laughs) go and watch your iPad (laughs) Yeah go and watch some absolute dog shit on the telly i don't want you to read to me i feel so bad when i'm just like i'm I'm sorry i can't have you read to me right now but it's like i am literally in a meeting right now like i am i I am mandolining potatoes for a hot pot and my fingers matter (laughs) deeply to me that's the second time darcy's gone seems that mum's got a goblet of blood again Mum did have a fucking goblet of blood on Friday night. It was horrendous. Blood hotpot.
1: Okay, so.
0: Extra protein, isn't it. Can I, can I read you a page from my reading book? No, Laura. Go on, <laughs> all of you, off downstairs. Okay. This is where you're lucky to have an only child. You let Lester play his tune, said Laura. I heard you like him better than me. It's not fair. <laughs> So then, of course, she said, don't be silly, Laura. Go on then, just one page. She read four and a half pages of Little Red Riding Hood. Why are they only... Why are they finishing on a half? Why aren't they... Don't play me something three and a half times. Play it three or four. Yeah, you're right. Same with the book. In fact, just, just play it three times. Yeah. And also, at this point, Lester looks really pissed off with his recorder. Like, you got to play your song three and a half times. Yeah. And now what? You're annoyed that your sister gets to read a bit of a book? Also... I don't think children at large comprehend the concept of fairness. No, no, of course not. It's not fair. You don't know what that means. You don't know. That does not mean what you think it means. I think we should start taking primary school children to court to see what a fair trial might be. (laughs) So they actually understand it. In came the little one with a trunk full of toys. Him why does the little one not have a name? Um, in came the little one with a trunk full of toys. Unnamed child. Because why Why would you with a third one, really? <laughs> they let My mum and dad let me name their third kid. So, <laughs> says a lot, doesn't it? For you, he beamed, flinging them all into the bathwater. <laughs> you can tell he's the youngest. Thank you, dear, said Mrs Large Weekly. Because you can't... You can't deny their kind of like determination, can and you? The cuteness. The cuteness. Oh I'm sure mummy would love to play with all these toys in the bath. Oh cute But if this child was like two years older, I would oh. not have the same strength of character. No, 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 no. Absolutely. I'd not. go ballistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I see the cartoons in the paper? asked Laura. Can I have the cake? asked Lester. Can I get in with you? asked the little one. Mrs. Large groaned. Oh dear. Oh fuck. In the end, they all got in. The little one was in such a hurry that he forgot to take off his pyjamas. <sighs> Four elephants in a bath, mate. I just... That's inadvisable at best. It's a flood waiting to happen, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It really is. Uh, yeah, do I uh, can't even. Oh, okay, yeah. So Mrs Large got out. She dried herself, put on her dressing gown and headed for the door. I'm going to leave all of you three in the bath alone because then... you you might drown that <laughs> <laughs> no I won't have to look after you anymore um, <laughs> where are you going now mum asked Laura to the kitchen said Mrs Large. why asked Lester because I want five minutes peace from you lot said Mrs Large. that's why still got her rollers in mm-hmm. and off she went downstairs where she had three minutes and 45 seconds of peace before they all came to join her that's that just really paragraph sad. just sums up motherhood doesn't it yeah yeah, she it really just does. Like, I don't think you can it's one of those things that you really can't explain to people who either haven't had kids or like haven't Whose been kids surrounded know by how to the hate themselves. Or kids who know how to behave themselves. Like she just wants five five minutes is fucking nothing. And she doesn't even get that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the, and also the fact she knows it's three minutes and forty five seconds because she's counted. Mm-hmm. Because that's how precious her time is. Mm-hmm it's very very sad but she still enjoys that three minutes look how much she's enjoying reading that paper oh, she's reading her paper she's got her hot cup of tea I mean she's got honey splattered all over her because it's such a mess down there but that's all she's got that is all she's got and that- <laughs> that's the end of the book and then the three bellend children come trooping down from the bathroom <laughs> two of them in towels one just naked just naked with water everywhere oh god story of my fucking life that book mm-hmm. wow it's good though i like that one yeah I like that's that. a good one okay so this next one Sinead. this is a classic but you said you've never read this before no, so i think that you should hold this one uh-huh. because this book is wild okay this book is called willie the wimp and it's 30th anniversary edition this was like an absolute classic when i was growing up it's like also can i just say at this point the author anthony brown huh he's got another book so most of his books um are like illustrations of monkeys mm-hmm. and he's got a book called gorilla and it's one of the most beautiful gorgeous books in the world this book is mental <laughs> okay you know nothing about this nothing oh god uh, originally published in 1984. The year of David's birth. <laughs> the year of David's birth. <laughs> Willie wouldn't hurt to fly. So just describe Willie for me. Willie is a monkey in a sweater vest. A monkey dressed like an evacuee from World War II. I was going to say a monkey dressed as James Acaster. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. Same, same, but different. Um, Willie Willy worried about stepping on tiny insects every time he went for a walk when someone knocked into him he always said oh I'm sorry even when it wasn't his fault this guy who's this guy (laughs) this guy's wearing a blue tartan blazer red trousers and what appear to be blue cowboy boots and he's just smashed into Willie's shoulder for no reason sometimes when he was out walking the suburban gorilla gang bullied him oh I'm sorry said Willie when they hit him the suburban gorillas (laughs) The suburban gorillas. That is a phrase in and of itself. Can we just describe the suburban gorillas? Uh, they are gorillas, dre- dressed like the T-birds from Greece, but in denim jackets instead of leather. And they're wearing little red beanies. Yeah. Who's this guy at the back? And he's wearing just a sweatband. He's wearing a red sweatband. And what are they doing? They're basically beating him up. Yeah, and they call him Willie the Wimp. And he just says, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Willie hated that name. Willie the Wimp. I know, right? <laughs> Look at him sitting in his little chair. One evening when Willie was reading his comic he saw Don't Be a Wimp. So this <laughs> is so for the listeners, it's like an advertisement in a in a magazine, right? Yeah, and it's a gorilla with a six pack. And some mad pants. <laughs> some mad pants. I was a scrawny, skinny chested, pathetic weakling. Now I can order people about, kick sand in their faces, talk very loudly, lift heavy things, get R E S P E C T. Respect. Do you want bulging arm muscles, tireless legs, a deep chest, a, a large wardrobe? I don't think anyone, I think you don't have to be massive to have a large wardrobe, but whatever. <laughs> and, a, and a magnetic personality. Post this now. This sounds just, that sounds just the thing for me, thought Willy. So he sent some money into the address in the advertisement. This sounds like a scam. That sounds like there's a Nigerian prince in his email inbox saying that he's recently come into a lot of money. Read on, mate. Read on. He rushed to the door every morning to catch the postman oh i'm sorry said willie when the postman brought nothing for him but one day a package arrived um I, I have a point to make about this bit i always think this every time i read this book um he says oh i'm sorry to the postman when the postman bought nothing for him in the suggestion that the postman knocks on his door and says sorry i have no post for you today and then he goes oh i'm sorry like you don't need to you can't say sorry to a postman if he doesn't bring anything for you yeah because like, he doesn't, doesn't come to a house yeah how is he saying oh i'm sorry to the postman if he's not there Very strange. This was it. Willie opened it excitedly. Inside was a book. It told Willie what to do. First, some exercises. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Please describe the exercises he's doing. He is sat like a pretzel. He's sat like a pretzel and it looks as if he's levitating (laughs) above the book. (laughs) Yeah, it really does. Uh, So then he had to do some jogging. And apparently he has to wear a tracksuit with his hood up while he's jogging. Full a- red Adidas tracksuit. Yeah, running through the park. And New Balance. Oh, he's got a little New Balance on as well. How cute is that? I like these details in this book. Uh, Willie he had to go on a special diet, which it appears to consist of 25,000 bananas a day. Seems fine, uh, yeah. Apt for a monkey, I would argue. He went to an aerobics class with apparently only middle-aged... Gorillas? <laughs> gorillas. One of whom is wearing a, a lilac fishnet dress, vest, with a leopard print leotard, striped tights, and different colour striped leg warmers. Yeah. Um, and Willy felt a bit silly when he went to the aerobics class. Yeah, I, I, I would feel silly in that situation. Then he went, uh, he learned how to box with this absolute fucking Chad. Yeah, beefcake over here. He's, just hot. He's doing that slight comedy thing, isn't he? He's holding his head. Um, Away from him, so Willy can't get to him. Mm -hmm. And everyone's laughing at him. And then he went... (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Wow, we were! Wow, wow, we were, indeed. He went to bodybuilding club with... (laughs) This is insane. (laughs) With two extremely muscular... Gorilla So men. you know when you see those, one, like... One of whom is wearing a medallion on a chain. I know. You know when you see those, like, videos of Arnold Schwarzenegger in the beginning when he's all greased up and all muscly? Yeah. That, but they're gorillas. <laughs> yeah, Willie. <laughs> next to them in his little yellow pants. Yeah. He's so tiny. Oh, but hang on. Oh, 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 Willie gets a glow up. Willie took up weightlifting and gradually over weeks and months Willie got bigger and... Bigger. bigger and bigger. And bigger. 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 So this is the chanification
1: of, of Willie.
0: So what I would say, if the if the moral of like if there's any moral from this book, it is that if you doing lift weight, weights, if you lift weights over over weeks and months, then progress will happen. I think that's quite a good moral, isn't it? Because what it's saying is you can't just have an overnight fix. Yeah. You got to work at something for months, mm-hmm. and it's worked for him. Look at the state of um, that. Willie looked in the mirror and he liked what he saw he looks like he looks <laughs> terrifying so he's now like a bodybuilder Willy the Wimp in little red pants but his face looks like do you remember when um, that picture of Jesus was painted over and the woman had to paint it back and it was like <laughs> it really was bad yeah. that's what his face looks like oh uh, look and then he's he's donned his uh, James A. Castor evacuee look uh, yeah, well, he's obviously had to buy that in a bigger size. Yeah, obviously. But now he's so when Willie walked down the street He saw the suburban gorilla t- fuck me. He saw the suburban gorillas attacking Millie. Right, I've got I've got a I've got a chip in here, right? Uh huh. Why is Millie, as a character, only being introduced at the end of the story? Who's Millie? Who is she? Where has she come from? Why haven't we heard about her yet? Well he's not met her yet, obviously. Well, He's about to. And they ran. They ran because they're scared of Willie now. And she is looking very flirtatious. This bit, this page, baffles me. It's a kid's book. Oh, Willie, said Millie. What, Millie, said Willie? You're my hero, Willie, said Millie. Oh, Millie, (laughs) (laughs) said said Willie. Willie. And we have a... Millie is kissing up all on his face. Yes. Willie was proud. I'm not a wimp a hero, bang, because <laughs> he has walked into a lamppost. I just, this story's all over the place. <laughs> What's going on? Well, I'm sorry, said Winnie. And why has he been de-chattified? I don't know. So he's gone from being big, strong, muscly Winnie, then he bangs into a lamppost, and then suddenly he's back to being the little weak one, <laughs> like saying, a I'm deep. sorry, it's the lamppost. What I want to know is, like, was his glow-up metaphorical? You know what I mean? By the way, guys, that's the end of the book. <laughs> that was Bang. the end. I don't understand it. And what I can't understand about this book, right, is that it's an, a classic. Mm-hmm. It's got one of these shiny stickers on it because it's such a classic book. And it makes absolutely no sense. No, it doesn't. There's, really no, there's, like, no, there's uh, no discernible moral apart from lift weights for several months and you'll get <laughs> muscles. I don't understand. Which is not the moral to be teaching <laughs> <laughs> in the schoolers, is, is it? Very strange. Okay, last one. I'll save the best till last. These book reviews are often quite scathing, aren't they? Yes. Um, Because we're really pulling them apart. And that's not going to be, you know, it's not that we're not going to do it to this book. But Mm -hmm. just disclaimer, this next book is by Shirley Hughes. Uh Uh-huh. And she is um, a classic children's book writer. Yeah. And I don't think anyone wants us to badmouth her. No. Because she's, um, you know she's a goddess amongst men mm-hmm. she's written the alfie stories and one of the alfie stories is what we're going to read next but i just want to point out that we are reviewing this book in jest yes yeah? and and we're not about we're not bad mouthing shirley hughes i don't want to die today <laughs> okay so okay shirley hughes is a wonderful author she's an amazing illustrator i love all of her books but the reason i've chosen this book is because um there's lots of things I think you'll like in it (laughs) it is called Alfie Gives a Hand it's quite a long one so I will skim read some of it but I think you're going to love it have you read this at all no oh great okay okay so we can skim read most of the beginning stuff one day Alfie came home from nursery Uh, his best friend Bernard had given him an invitation um, for his party Alfie wants to know if it's. I think the main point about this is that he's anxious about going to the party on his own Mm -hmm. his mum can't come with him his little sister can't come with him. It's a drop-off party. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck are they these days? Sorry, I just poked you in the boob with the book. Well done, Bernard's mum. Why um, Why do we not have drop-off parties anymore? Can you please tell me that? I dropped Darcy off at a party yesterday, though. Did you? Yeah, Boost. Uh, that's not fair. Boost is not a good place to be on a Saturday morning. No, no I can imagine. Um, so, yeah, she, he wanted to know if it's, it's at Bernard's house... Um, and she, uh, his mum told him about parties. He was excited. He got a clean T-shirt and brand-new shorts. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And he asks if uh, Mummy and Annie Rose are going to be there. Oh, no, no, we'll go and then collect you. But I want you to be there, said Alfie. Um, No, you can't. You can't be. You're not invited. Sorry. Uh, Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Before he goes to the party, he gets his... um, old bit of blanket which he kept in bed at night so it's like a blankie isn't it yeah and he gets it from his bed and he takes it downstairs now in this little picture here he's sat at the bottom of the stairs holding his blankie looking quite sad yeah he's anxious about going to the party on his own so he's got his blanket right Mm -hmm. um so they've got the present they've wrapped the present up and what does he do Alfie holds onto the blanket really tightly all the way to Bernard's house when they get there, I'll start actually reading it now. When they got there, Bernard's mum opened the door. Hello, Alfie, she said. Let's go into the garden and find Bernard and the others. Then mum gave Alfie a kiss and said goodbye and went off to the park with Annie Rose. Which I love these pictures, by the way, because they real yeah. really beautiful kind of landscapes. You can really get a feel for what that garden looks like, can't mm. you? Yeah, the sort you of can. house they live in. I love it. Would you like to put your blanket down here with the coats, asked Bernard's mum, but Alfie didn't want to put his blanket down. He still held onto it very tightly. This is important. Remember that for the plot. Mm -hmm. Bernard was in the garden with Min and Sam and Daniel and some other children from nursery school. Lovely. They look like they're having a great time. They do. This, Sinead, is where it starts to get interesting. Happy birthday, Alfie remembered to say, and he gave Bernard his present. Bernard pulled off the paper. Crayons, how lovely, said Bernard's mum. Say thank you, Bernard. Thank you, said Bernard. But do you know what he did then? Bernard went fucking mental. He threw the crayons up in the air and they landed all over the grass. That was a silly thing to do, said Bernard's mum, as she picked up the crayons and put them away. What's Bernard playing at? Hmm, hmm. Bernard's playing silly buggers. Do you uh... Do you spot a little red flag a flying? Yeah. I do, yeah. Yeah, Bernard throwing his crate it's his birthday present from his best mate and he's mm-hmm. just throwing it all over the floor. Nasty. Yeah, okay, strap in. <laughs> then Bernard's mum brought out some bubble stuff. I really love that she calls it bubble stuff. Yeah. Because like, bu- bubble, stuff? bubble stuff? Bubble stuff. Bubble stuff. She brought out some bubble stuff. Um, and blew lots of bubbles into the air. They floated all over the garden and the children jumped about trying to pop them. Alfie couldn't pop too many bubbles, why? Because he's holding the blanket. He's not in his bloody blanket, isn't he? But Bernard jumped about and pushed and popped more bubbles than anyone else. Don't push people, Bernard, said Mer- Bernard's mum sternly. I think Bernard's got delusions of grandeur here, because it's his birthday, isn't he? Mm, Bernard seems like a little cunt. <laughs> <laughs> We've not even got to the best bits yet. This is great. One huge bubble landed lightly on Min's shoulder it stayed there quivering and shiny Min smiled she stood very still now Min appears in a few of these Elfie books she's a bit of me I like Min she's pretty cool you can tell like Got she's similar hair similar hair shit bob that a member of her family's done <laughs> wild clothes yeah very much me but she's obviously like quite arty I, I like Min so she's got this massive bubble on her arm. Picture it. Imagine you've just you're a kid and a massive bubble has landed on your arm. Yeah, you're like, oh wow, wow. And then Big Bernard the bastard. What's is he like, doing? Bernard came up behind her and popped the big bubble. Nasty boy. Min began to cry. Bernard's mum was cross with Bernard and told him to say he was sorry. Look at his little face. He's proud of himself, isn't he? He isn't. You know what Bernard is going to grow up to be? Tory. yeah definitely he's wearing braces in this <laughs> of course he is never mind we're going to have tea now dear she told Min who would like who would you like to sit next to Min wanted to sit next to Alfie Aww. cute right she stopped crying and pulled her chair right up close to his because what she's noticed at a very very young age mm-hmm. is that you're safer with a male that's got a blanket that's got a bl- <laughs> I don't know not if that blanket has got a body in it Oh. <laughs> no i'm more meant like a sort of like nice boy that's got a blankie, <laughs> got a blankie. oh christ for tea there were sandwiches and little sausages and sticks and crisps and jellies and a big iced cake with candles and happy birthday bernard written onto it do you know what i would have done if i was men just punch the cake punch bernard punch bernard and punch the cake <laughs> while it was lit and at, the just same... in... <laughs> at the same time both hands cake and Bernard <laughs> double punch oh okay you ready yeah Bernard took a huge breath and blew out all the candles at once now the word is "foo," phoo, mm-hmm. p-h-o-o-o which suggests to me there's some spittle there <laughs> yeah? yeah so he's basically gobbing all over the cake that he's got to share with his mates he's a prick yeah Um, and everyone but everyone clapped and sang happy birthday to you then look at this look at this evil face he blew into his lemonade through his straw oh what Um, a nasty little child made rude bubbling noises he blew into his jelly too until his mum took it away from him if I was his mum I would have banished him to the chokey already I would have been like you go inside we'll have the party without you yeah if you don't fucking behave stop ruining it for everyone (laughs) Alfie liked the tea but holding onto his blanket made eating rather difficult it got all mixed up with the jelly and crisps and covered in sticky crumbs. So I feel like this is quite clever from Shirley. Again, I'm not bad-mouthing her. I'm bad-mouthing Bernard because he's a prick. Yeah. I think that's the point. But there's two plots running alongside each other, mm-hmm. isn't there? Bernard being a cunt, Alfie in his blanket. Exactly. You've got, you've got the hang of this. Oh, wow, I forgot about this bit. After tea, look at this. Going into his little... Nasty bush. little impish face. After tea, Bernard's mum said that they were all going to play a game. But Bernard ran off and fetched his very best present. It was a tiger mask. One tiger mask is a shit present. Bernard went behind a bush. Bear in mind, these pictures suggest to me that these kids—they're talking about nursery school. Yeah, they're so like they're four, three or four, three or four. He's—he has went. He's gone behind a bush in secret and put his mask on. He came out wearing the mask, making terrible growling noises. And he went crawling around the garden, sounding very fierce and frightening. And Min began to cry again. She clung on to Alfie, and in this picture, he's basically goading her. Min knows where it's at. Min she is... Ho- Min's holding on to Alfie. Well, this little prick, it looks like he's trying to kill her. Right. She's... Right. Mum's really had enough now. Mum's Mum's had it. Mum's lost... End of her tether. Get up at once, Bernard, said Bernard's mum. It's not ki- Not that kind of game. <laughs> obviously now let's all stand in a circle everyone and join hands Bernard stopped growling but he wouldn't take off his mask I would have taken off his mask instead he grabbed Alfie's hand to pull him into the circle now this Sinead is where the two plots collide Bernard's grabbed Alfie's hand Yeah. other hands got blanky right Bernard's mum tried to take Min's hand and bring her into the circle too but Min wouldn't hold anyone's hand but Alfie's because Alfie's a nice boy yeah she went on crying. She cried and cried. And then Alfie made a brave decision. Nice one, Alfie. Take him on for the team. He ran and put down his blanket very carefully in a safe place underneath the table. Now he could hold on to Min's hand too, as well as Bernard's. <laughs> what a legend. Yeah. What a lovely thing to do. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know why he's letting Bernard hold his hand. No, I would have been like, get off me, Bernard. I don't care if it's your birthday. You're being awful to everyone. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Min stopped crying. She wasn't frightened of Bernard in his tiger mask. Now she was holding Alfie's hand. I bet she wasn't. <laughs> she joined in the game and they all danced around together singing Ring of Ring of Roses. That looks like fun, doesn't it? Yeah, it's something about the plague. <laughs> yeah, That looks like fun. Oh, it's about the plague. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at af- tissue, the tissue, they all fall down. That means they're dead. They're dead. You know the bit afterwards where it's fishes in the water? Yeah. So my grandma always does Ring of Roses with Lola. And I don't know if there's been like a change in lyrics and I'd like to know if it's true because she doesn't think it's fishes. She thinks it's ashes. So she sings ashes in the water, ashes in the sea. We all get up in one, two, three. And I wonder if that's anything to do with it. Because mm. that that makes more sense for yeah, it to be ashes to than fishes. Yeah, they did plague bodies. Yeah. So um, talking of uh, the plague... Yeah. So very near to where I live, there's like an alleyway and it cuts through the middle of some allotments mm-hmm. and it, go, it it's to go from like basically the state I live live on into the town, mm-hmm. but it's a really long alleyway because it runs through the whole allotments. And the lamp posts are like really old ones that look like Victorian, kind of ornate lamps. Mm-hmm. And I was walking through like those allotments. Like Narnia style. Like, exactly like Narnia style. Oh. I was walking through those allotments one evening with my dad when I was younger, I was a mm-hmm. kid. And my dad said to me, and it's, it is true, but the fact that he told it me there and then is a little bit rude. Um, he was like, do you know why there are allotments here? And I was like, no. And he was like, the soil on these here is really, really fertile because this is where they buried all the plague victims. <laughs> and he told me that uh, it was like pitch black apart from the Victorian lamps. I'm like, great, thank you, Dad. Thanks, I'll never sleep again. Thank you for that information. Uh, all these people eating death cabbage, death cabbage yeah <laughs> thanks for giving me insomnia with one sentence <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you very much anyway afterwards I mean this is basically it now afterwards Alfie and Min joined in with some more games they had ice cream, popcorn, bounce balloons Alfie had such a good time that his blanket stayed under the table until mum and Annie Rose came to collect him that's good Aww. isn't it and then right what a helpful guest you've been Alfie said Bernard's mum Indeed. Um, Min wouldn't have enjoyed the party a bit without you. I do wish Bernard would learn to be helpful sometimes. Perhaps he will one day. Next to this sentence is a picture of Bernard with his fucking tiger mask on. (laughs) So at this point, Sinead, I want to ask you something. It's a big question. Still playing the goat. Acting the goat? I don't know. know. This is a big question. Uh Based on this story. Yeah. Right? Is this Bernard's fault or mum's fault? Bernard's behaviour? You know what I mean? Bernard's fault, but he is definitely being uh, enabled by mum to an extent. Yeah. Because she's like, Bernard, stop it. Bernard, stop. She's not ever actually removing him from the situation. Yeah. She's not doing much about it, is she? No. She gets quite cross about it. But it's like with the crayons... She's telling Bernard that it was a silly thing to do whilst picking up the crayons. Yeah, you say, you pick up them crayons. you pick those crayons up that you've just thrown everywhere? If Darcy is doing some colouring and she leaves her colours all all over the table and I ask her to pick them up, she acts like I have asked her to fucking find a needle in a haystack. I know. What, do you want me to do it all by myself in only one day? I'm like, I want you to do it all by yourself in only five minutes. really not that difficult of a task considering you got them out quite quickly yeah yeah how quickly did you get them out darcy that doesn't matter do you um does your child ask you to like um so ramona has like a we get like a chocolate milkshake from the milkman mm-hmm. and she'll have one when she gets home from school and she'll sit on the sofa and she'll have her milkshake and then she'll just put her arm out like this yes as if to say master uh, not master servant take my drink away from Dobby. Me. And until, like, until she realises no one's coming, she'll be like, Mummy. And I'm like, what? Can you take my milkshake? No. Go and put it on the table. Or even better, put it in the kitchen. Oh, do I have... No, you can do uh, it, Mummy. Yeah. It's... Even when they're closer to the table than you are. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like... It's when they... One that really gets me is when she takes the wrapper off of anything. Yes. And then just... Flings it. Yeah. Discards of it. Or... She'll either drop it on the floor mm-hmm. or just give it to me, Yeah. and I'm like, "Yeah, it's not that far to the mm-hmm. bin." Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramona does it with, um, you know, like a like a crunch corner yogurt, mm. and that's got a spoon with it. So we'll always make her put it on the table, but she just sort of flings it on the table, and it's like, now I've got a yogurty spoon to deal with. <laughs> oh, honestly. <laughs> anyway, perhaps perhaps Bernard will stop being a prick one day, or perhaps he'll become a member of the Tory Party. On the way home, Alfie carried his blanket in one hand and a balloon and a packet of sweets in the other. His blanket had got a bit messy at the party. It had been rather in the way too. Next time, he thought he might leave it safely at home after all. Yeah, better idea. Better idea. Better idea, Alfie. What do you think about that book? Cute. Nice moral. I would like to know um, what, like... Because I know that the the Shirley Hughes books are written really well in terms of, like... um, like quite big stuff happening but written really well for a child mm. and I always every time I read this book I always think what does Shirley think of Bernard? because she's Sh- written it Shirley thinks Bernard is a cunt do you think? yeah do you reckon? yeah and do you think that Shirley why would she have characterised him as being such an arsehole if she did not think he was an arsehole which one of her friend's kids is Bernard? yeah that's a better question Shirley's one One of Shirley's mates and yeah. she doesn't want to say out loud that um, kids a prick. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. So she decided to put her on blast and write a book about it. Yeah, She's changed the name. <laughs> I wonder if there's like a little disclaimer in here that some names have been changed <laughs> for <laughs> the purpose of the book. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, that was a wild ride. Um was indeed. Out of those four books, which was your favourite? Um, my favourite was Five Minutes Peace. Five Minutes Peace. Yeah. Sure. 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 Um, I think mine was Willy the Wimp, because it's absolutely insane, but also I really like the pictures. Um, Okay, so let's do our loves and loaths of the week. What's your love of the week, please? My love of the week this week is... The lunch I've been having quite a lot. I had it yesterday. Oh yeah? Um, I've been making it quite a lot in the week. It's quite healthy, quite balanced. Go on. But also delicious. So I've just chopped up like a potato. And then some veg. So I've done it with like courgette, with pepper, with a few different types of vegetables. Yeah. Um, and then I just air fry the vegetables, and then I'll put like a little bit of cheese on top when they come out of the air fryer and it's still hot. And then I'll do some kind of protein. So mostly I've been doing scrambled eggs, but I've done it with chicken. Um, I imagine it would be really nice if you did like like a chili. Or, like, a veggie yeah. chilli or something on top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then when I put the eggs or the chicken or whatever, I put some sweet chilli sauce on top. And oh, yeah. it's really delicious. And it's Ooh, really, yeah. like, filling. It's one of those lunches. It's not so stodgy that it makes me feel like, the rest yeah. of the afternoon. Yeah. But it's, like, satiating. It, I, I'm then not, like, picking at stuff all afternoon. Yeah. So. That's a good love. And it's a love that you've created yourself, which is even better. Mm -hmm. Well done. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, My love of the week is something I've also done. Yay. Yay. I'm using this opportunity to plug a book that I have illustrated. Hooray. I attended virtually the live that Rosie did. On Instagram, talking about this book and thoroughly enjoyed it. So, I have illustrated a book for the absolutely amazing Jess Green, who is a well, she's a spoken word poet, but she's published now. This will be her third book, Um, and she's like a political spoken word poet. I think I've mentioned her on the podcast before, yes, you have. Um, But uh, now it's getting really close to publication date. So, um, her third book, Dressed as Love, is coming out in December. I was going to say third of December, but that's our show. That's our show. I think it's the ninth of December, not the third. Um, and which, incidentally, is my birthday. Oh yes. I wonder if she did that on purpose, mm, trying um, to steal my thunder. So, Dressed as Love is a series of poems, and it's all about like the abuse of power, um, like men being pricks, feminism, stuff like that. It's really, really good. It's the usual. Beautiful, the usual. Um, it's a really like personal book it's incredible like her poems really speak to me and I think speak will speak to most women of our generation for sure Mm -hmm. and I have had the pleasure of illustrating them so my pictures are going to be alongside the poems in the book I will be picking up a copy oh I'm so proud of it it's going to be wicked so yeah the books coming out in in December you can pre-order it now if you so wish Um, it's through Burning Eye Books so Burning Eye are a like independent publishers they're really cool so you can pre-order through them, um, and then me and Jess are going to do a couple of proper book launches uh, in January, where we're going to actually go and like do readings of it and stuff. Cool. Um, and I'm very proud of it. So. I have to say though that when you did that Instagram live, I did feel slightly jealous.
1: Oh like Jess is um,
0: really. No, I felt jealous that both of you are like obviously extremely talented. Yeah. But then I was like, really... Collaborating with other people. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie sees other people outside of this room. Excuse me. I was like, oh she thinks that Jess is a better collaborator than me. Oh I good felt, Lord. Felt weirdly possessive. Good Lord. Um yeah, I mean, like you're both wonderful in totally different ways though, aren't you? Mm. She's she writes poetry. And you talk shit. Talk shit. <laughs> And I love, both, I love both of you for it. Um, yeah, don't feel possessive. Like, we're always going to have this. I'm not going to be like, sorry, Sinead, I'm not doing this podcast. I'm going in to do a podcast with Jess I'm Green. I'm going to do a podcast with Jess Green that about is, That is actually what I thought. I was like, what if wants to do a podcast with Jess Green? Um, me? I'll be honest, me and Jess don't have time to do a podcast <laughs> or a second podcast. So, <laughs> so don't, don't worry about that. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited about it, um, so please buy it. That's the end of that. What's your loathe of the week? School sickness... School... <laughs> school... 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 School sickness policies. Ah! Interesting. Uh, I mean, school policies in general, but specifically this week I've got beef with the sickness policy, because yesterday I had not... Why does it feel like they're playing music inside of our room? I feel like they're playing music inside my head, (laughs) let alone our room. So um, I dropped my daughter off at school at quarter to nine in the morning. Um, I had not been at my desk in an important staff meeting for any more than three minutes when I get a phone call from school. It's three minutes past nine. Oh, my God. Can you come and pick Darcy up? She's been sick i was like is she okay they were like yeah yeah i mean she was in the toilet and we didn't see any sick in the toilet but there was a bit of sick in her mouth what i was like right i was like is she all right in herself and she was like yeah well the policy says you have to come and pick her up because she's been sick how? so i don't know if they can prove that if they're not seeing her be sick yeah they just said there was a bit of sick in her mouth how do they know it was sick in her mouth i don't fucking know rosie that's mad yeah so luckily enough my brother was at home so I sent him to go and get her and he had to deal with her for the full day but I was just like because she was absolutely fine like, and did she say to you she'd been sick she said she'd been sick in her mouth which she does fairly often I mean because she do is all the time obsessed with forcing herself to burp. yeah and I'm constantly saying don't do don't that because you'll, be you'll make yourself be yeah, sick yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um so then she had to stay at home for what the next two days for the whole. Night. Well, it was on a Friday, so she had to stay home all day. Thank fuck! It was just the Friday. It'd been the Monday. Whoa, oh, man! And I was so pissed off. And then another school policy that's doing my head in is the, they've, their earring policy. So, oh yeah, if they've had their ears pierced, they can't do PE unless they can take their earrings in and out. What? They're not allowed to cover them with. They don't do PE tape or stickers. They won't let them unless they can take their earrings in and out. They can't do PE. Wow, that's wild. Which I am—I have been meaning to and I will send a strongly worded email to the head teacher because I think it's fucking ridiculous. That's mad. Because there's children that do like, I've spoken to a few of the other parents but there's quite a few girls in Darcy's year that got their ears pierced over the summer holidays. Yeah. Um, Darcy got hers pierced two weeks into the summer holidays and she st- hasn't done PE since she started school because she, we tried doing it one time and her ears kind of like sealed over the back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So when I was putting them back in at the end of the day, she through. lost her shit completely. Yeah. Yeah. Rainer yeah. yeah, yeah. um, would have as well. So I was like, I'm just gonna leave it now until they've healed over more. But she needs to start doing PE again, and I think she like she does swimming. She does rainbow. She does dancing. Yeah, she did sports club all summer when they were freshly pierced. The fact that they can't do PE with the men, like they're not doing fucking contact sport. They're in no. year one. That's ridiculous. And especially when all the other schools are just like put tape on it. Mm. Ramona kept forget we kept forgetting to put tape on hers, and then they sent like a note to everyone just to be like, can you just p- please put tape on? <laughs> and they were just like, just come on, just the te- We just need the tape on. Yeah, and we're like okay, fair. And I really don't understand why they are enforcing this. Also, Darcy's school has now stopped the children from taking in sweets on their birthday. What? Mm. Why? I don't know. It's just said, stop doing it. We love celebrating children's birthdays, but don't send in the sweets. I don't know if it's because allergies or there's vegans or what, but they just told them to stop sending in sweets. Wow. Wowzers, so fun police, fun police strike again um, What's your Loathe of the Week Rosie? My Loathe of the Week is my fucking printer What is it with printers just never working? Yeah, I think printers are the most prone to breakage I've got a printer that's that was really expensive and it's like a massive one that prints like in A3 and stuff because I print all of my work on it so I do all my cards, all my prints, all my magazines like everything work-wise that is on paper Is done through my printer. And it should, it's a professional artist's printer. It should be able to withstand the capabilities that I'm asking it to do, (laughs) which is print a few greetings cards and prints every so often. But it'll be like, I'll put maybe 10 sheets of card in it and be like, I just want to print 10 cards. And it will go, oh, if you want to do that, um, I'm going to think that there's no paper in it every time I print one thing. So you have to sit with me the whole time. It's like a toddler. It's like, I, I, I can do it, but you have to be with me every step of the way you have to hold my hand every step of the way you're a professional artist printer you should be able to print 10 cards without my help absolutely and so what I've honestly I'm not fucking kidding Sinead I'll be downstairs doing some work and I have to go and check upstairs every like three minutes to go and make sure the card's being fed through properly because every three minutes there's an orange light going sorry Um, I'm sorry Rosie Rosie sorry Um, it appears that you've not put any card um, in me so I can't print anything uh, there are 20 pieces of card in you, my friend. Print the cards. Uh, sorry, yeah. Um, I forgot my homework. Did you date it? Literally. Oh, sorry, yeah. The other day, um, it decided that it won't print anything from my iPad. That's really annoying. Um, and so I pulled out the plug in rage. <laughs> and then it had the audacity, Sinead. When I plugged it back in, my computer came up like they're in cahoots with each other. My computer popped up saying, Oh, it appears that you might have unplugged this uh, without turning it off properly. Don't do that again. Basically told Who are me you off. to tell me off? How fucking dare you? Unsentient piece of technology. I just want it to print cards like more than one card at a time. At a time. Without, without my supervision. Help. That's all I want it to do. And yesterday. Yep, yesterday what I they... bought it for yesterday yesterday takes the biscuit I'm quite <laughs> angry about this okay. yesterday takes the biscuit I've got loads of stuff to print so it doesn't help that I have loads and loads of stuff to print at the minute and my printer is being an absolute prick so then I sent Dave in sent the head teacher <laughs> sent in the big guns. I sent the head teacher in I was like can you please check that there's something wrong with my printer I think it's broke like it's just nothing's working on it properly it's really freaking out at, w- at one point I just refilled the ink and it started coming out I've up, got no ink and it, well, no, it was like just printing out wrong. And Dave was like, "You've not, you've you not unloaded the cartridge properly." I'm like, "All right, dickhead." All right. Anyway, I I'm furious, so I'm smashing around the place, and um, and I said to Dave, I was like, "While you're testing it, can you not use my really expensive card? Can you just use normal paper?" And he's like, "All right, I've just, <laughs> I've just." Anyway, I was like, it just, "I'm just." He was like, "Don't get mad at me." I'm like, "I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the printer because it's just." Don't shout at me, Rosie. I was like, it's the printer, nothing's working on it and it's really stressing me out because I need it every single day of my working life. And he just went well, maybe you should buy a new one then. <gasps> I was furious. You know what killed me last weekend at uh, the aforementioned Halloween party Yeah, is Dave approached me and he was like, Master has given Dobby some leaflets. And I was like, <laughs> Dobby will not be hunted <laughs> yeah. Dobby has been handed a sock and Dobby is doing fuck all today. Dobby is too hungover for leaflets (laughs) oh that's cute Dobby was not able to schmooze (laughs) Dobby was not able to schmooze Dobby was barely fucking able to create a sentence oh god anyway yeah I hate my printer so bad Uh, I rely on it so heavily and it's it's like functioning on such a bad level considering the amount of money it cost me and I think it's because it's out of my control as well, that's the thing with technology. It's like Yeah, I don't understand how it works, so I don't I understand can't... how to fix it. Yeah, and it drives me up the wall. Maybe we should become women in STEM. I don't know if I have that sort of brain capacity, to be honest. Anyway. I am a woman in STEM. Silliness. <laughs> Tears. Emotional damage. <laughs> Misery. Misery. yeah i'm definitely that. i'm definitely in that stem gang women in stem women in stem that's what we are the new stem the cool stem um shall we go now yeah i really fucking you know what i'm gonna have an additional loathe for this week gonna fucking couch in this room oh it's quite uncomfortable it's it? so uncomfortable my neck hurts my back hurts my printer doesn't work <laughs> my, i've got bad posture We're doing a live show on the 3rd of December. Please come and I'll have better posture. Please. Yeah, if if, um, Sinead promises to have better posture, will you buy a ticket to our show? (laughs) Please. Please. Yeah, that's it. Thumbs up to the microphone. (laughs) (sighs) Thank you for listening. We've been Sinead and Rosie. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.